welcome back to another episode of Ends With Z. I'm Juan Fernandez, along with Cecile Munoz, our executive producer, Sean Moe, joining us at the table today. And, you know, to our listeners, I want to pose a question, Cecile and Sean, and, and that that is, do you always get what you want? What do you do to get what you want? Well, I can tell you that not often enough because right? I like to get what I want all the time. However, there are times where I wanted something desperately and I didn't get right. it and it was a blessing in disguise. But for the most part, I can tell you, um, I remember back even as a kid uh-huh. being so aware of what I wanted to do in life and just you know, pushing like and the just dickens. just go for it. Just right? going for it, mm-hmm. yeah. What yeah. about you, Sean? Um... I wouldn't say I've always gotten what I want, yeah. but but you work I, towards. Well, it, I right? guess a better question for me is: Did you always know what you wanted? And I have mm-hmm. always known what I wanted. Um, I think a lot of people don't ask the question, so they don't really yeah. know what they want. Mm-hmm. So whether they get it or not, they they have no idea because they don't really yeah. know what they want. But I do know what I want, and a lot of times, if I really put forth the effort and the, yeah. I would get it. And you know, Sean, listening to you speak, uh, I started thinking about my own life and I really didn't know what I wanted mm-hmm. to do when I was wrapping up high school. I know a lot of kids do these days, but I had no idea. Um, mm-hmm. Even my first two years of community college, still no idea what I wanted to do. But it was once I focused on TV news and journalism and I even found out what that was about and I and I chased after it. Mm-hmm. things started to happen for me. I almost describe it to people as once I focused on that, it's almost like, you know, destiny laid the the bricks uh, on the sidewalk for me to mm-hmm. step on, and mm-hmm. I just followed that. But it did take a lot of effort, and I put in a lot of effort, and um, yeah, I got to where I wanted to be. You know, I... I think it's really hard for young kids, for teenagers Uh and even 20 year olds to really know what they want uh, because our, you know, we're young and full of enthusiasm and Mm -hmm. the world is our oyster, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I didn't finish uh, high school in the States. As you know, I finished high school in Europe Mm -hmm. and there the world is, is, school is structured very differently in terms of the path that you have to decide you're going to take and, and go forth with early that. Early on? Very early yeah. on. But I'm glad that we're talking about getting what you want yeah. because that is that is the framework for the way we live our lives, all of our lives, every aspect of our life, mm-hmm. our professional life, our personal life, our romantic life of knowing what yeah. you want, what kind of partner you want in life. And I remember as a kid, I was really young. I was maybe 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I, well, my family would say probably younger than that. I always knew I did not want to live in a small town. Mm-hmm. I wanted a bigger life. And mm-hmm. I knew, and I grew up in a really, really small town. Right. My parents were below low middle class. I mean, we were poor. Yeah. We had a roof over our heads, thank God. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I, I laugh when people say, gosh, you're so lucky you have all this in your life as if yeah. somehow I just, you know, followed that <laughs> hashtag, yeah. hashtag lucky girl syndrome and it all, yeah. and it all appeared. And, and so I remember having zero idea of how I was going to get there. That was not even a, it never, it never struck me to say, well, why am I thinking these things? How the heck am I going to get there? Because I'm a, I'm a Hispanic girl, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. you know, living 12 miles from the, from the border thinking these big lofty dreams of I'm not going to live here. I'm going to live somewhere else. I'm going to have a different life and I'm going to have this and this and this, and I'm going to take care of my family. 
See, I, well, I can relate to that too. Mm-hmm. I'm also from a small town, and I knew from a very young age, I will, I do not want to live here forever. As soon as I'm old enough, I mean, in my mind, I thought as soon as I'm yeah. old enough, and I don't know why I hated it so much. <laughs> Me neither. But, I, I love my family. I love my, I have a house. I love my hometown, but. But, but I, you both knew there was something else. I, yes, something we wanted something else. There had to be else. more to life than this. Yeah. So I, I thought when I'm old enough, I'm going to do whatever I need to to get wow. out of here. And I'm never coming back. If that was as a child, I thought I'm never going to come <laughs> back. Or when I do come back, I'm going to come back this this big shot, you know, this totally different person. Yeah. And I, I didn't I, I kind of didn't know what I would have to do because mm-hmm. I knew what, you know, as a black child in a small yeah. town in the South. Yeah. Your the path that you were envisioning for yourself was pretty um, impossible. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, as a child, you think, well, how do I? But I knew I'm going to have to get really good grades. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to work really hard. I'm going to have to be really smart. And I'm going to figure it out. And, and another big step was leaving Kentucky. Right. To follow right. those dreams. And yeah. But as a child, it's like yeah. I didn't know because I didn't have any examples of family members mm-hmm. who had done that. Yeah. Same here. You know, they were all still there and, and really mm-hmm. no one had the desire to leave. So I thought, gosh, what's wrong with me? What? Why am I so different that I'm not satisfied here? Because that's a piece of it, Sean, and I really can relate to that. Um, there's almost guilt associated to it there's almost even a little bit of shame associated with it because for me my additional layer to that which i'm sure you felt it at some point as as a man but my additional layer for that for me was i i told myself and i don't want to get married and i don't want to have children Mm -hmm. and i i don't know actually whether or not (laughs) i never wanted to have kids but i i saw in my child mind getting married meant having kids having kids meant your life Stops. Stops there. Yes. Stops there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, stay-at-home moms are a, a wonderful, beautiful thing. I come from. I'm the product of a stay-at-home mom, and and I adore my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. We are happy, loving, contributing members mm-hmm. of society. But in my child mind, I thought I can't do that. So so think of the awesome sacrifice that I was willing to make, and the negativity towards me, and I and of of not wanting that. And I there are many different times I felt. Maybe not shame, but I, I, I was there was a lot of conflict mm-hmm, in my yeah. own mind for not wanting that. And you're talking from a teenager's standpoint. When I left Miami at 27 years of age, um, I had a, an immense amount of guilt mm-hmm. because I felt like I was leaving my, my teenage sister. She was 18 mm-hmm. at the time. My parents, my family were a very small family. Mm-hmm. For me to follow a dream, which yeah. was always, even though I've been in news for 30 plus years, you know, the big, big dream of all dreams was always to be either a talk show host or mm-hmm. a game show we all host grew up or, with Oprah. or an actor or something like that. And I thought, what better place to be than than in Los Angeles? And I've been able to dibble dabble in that um, by being in a few movies and a few TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I manifested that as well. And, and there were times it's really strange. Some people call it magical thinking, manifestation, whatever you want to call it. Or um, luck. But one um, audition uh, that I did, and and now the way they do things here in in Hollywood is you you self-submit a tape. Mm -hmm. Just record yourself Mm -hmm. on your cell phone and send it in to the casting directors. They look at it, they make a choice, and they call you. Um, As I was doing this, uh, one particular one, it was for CSI Las Vegas, um, 
I really believed I was going to get this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm getting this. This is this is mine to have, and and it happened, and it felt so satisfying. Although I've had other auditions and other mm-hmm. situations where I was just as confident, and it didn't happen. But um, yeah. I think there is a, a certain a certain something to thinking positively, and um, and even of the course. research shows that. If you think positively, the outcome is, is a little bit. Did better. something feel yeah. different this time that when it did happen? You know what? I had a ring light this time around, which you know are, are very popular <laughs> now. Um, and I had a tripod. It was the lighting. <laughs> and I had we'll a tripod, see. which gave it a sense. Oh, and also a microphone that you could clip to your shirt so you could be heard clearly. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like I was upping my game, too. So again, that took well, some see, effort. That's, yeah, I think that's the yeah, that's the part. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up, Sean. Yeah. Um, was there ever a point in your? I can remember distinctly in my life. Was there a point in your life, Sean, that you point to that says that was the moment when I feel that I really started down the path of almost a path of no return. I started taking that path that got you out of that small town because I know what, what moment that was for me. What was that moment real quick? For me was, I was 12 years old and I wanted to, I had, uh, my poem had been submitted and won and is now in, or back then was going to be published in 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 school books. And uh, wow. I love, po- I know, I love poetry. <laughs> Published author right here. <laughs> um, yeah, this was not a cool thing when you're 12 years old, <laughs> let me tell you, in a small town. And uh, my poem was on, on cherubs, on, on which, you know. Anyway, moving on from that. And, but I, I was fascinated with, uh, believe it or not, I was fascinated with politics and the world. I just wanted to see the world. Yeah. I wanted some, I, I knew there was life happening all around me. Mm-hmm. And I was desperate to find it. I would go to the library. I had special permission to go into the, the junior high section and in the, in the more grown up books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and back in my hometown, there was only, I think, three or four channels. So we were very limited as to what we could see. So I just remember uh-huh. this hunger for seeing the world. So I wanted to be a diplomat. And back then, this, the, the <laughs> wow. language of diplomacy was French. So I told my dad, I'm going to go to France and I'm going to wow. go study there. I can assure you, most people probably in my hometown couldn't pinpoint France on the map. Yeah. And how you made that connection too? diplomacy, France, that's the language, where I'm going. Yeah, di- the, the language of diplomacy is French. Yeah. Well, back then it was French predominantly, so I thought I'm going to go learn French. Luckily for me, I didn't pick Canada and because <laughs> I could have gone to Quebec, but I wanted to go to France. I, I actually always loved fashion. But anyhow, I, I remember in that moment, and my dad looking at me, God bless him, with limited education said, well, if you really want it, you're going to have to work at it and come up with a plan. That's all he said. Mm-hmm. And that's all I needed. You weren't dissuaded. You were encouraged, encouraged, but it was up to you to put the effort in to figure out a way. A few to get years there, later, right? when I came back and I said yeah. I figured it out and I have a scholarship, his he went pale wow. because and and God bless him for letting me go. Right. However, it was that moment. All I needed was, and that's the the truth of it is mm-hmm. is believing in yourself and having, in my case, at least one person that believed in me. Because yeah. when I would to- tell people, they'd laugh at me. They thought, you're crazy. Who are you to think you can do that? Mm-hmm. And and to some people, I wouldn't even mention it. A lot of my teachers, I didn't mention it because they would have laughed at me. They would have told me, what are you, crazy? You can't do that. Um, but it was that moment, I those two words, you'll figure it out. You're going to have a plan and you have to work at it. And that's all I needed. Wow. What about you, Sean? I mean, I don't know if I had a 
a moment like that. I just that was a very specific moment, right? Yeah, that led you down a very specific path. Yeah, um, I like I said, I I always knew I wanted to a life beyond my small my hometown. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I think part of the reason why is when you live in a small town, everyone loves to gossip. It's like that is what that's the pastime of the community <laughs> is to talk about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. No one's really doing anything but talking about everybody else. No we, say, really, we say we're in everybody's business. Right. And, and, <laughs> but no one's really doing anything. Right. All their, their pastime is just talking about what other people may talk about. And you about don't want to be a target of that talk either. Right. I, I just knew yeah. I don't want any parts of it. So yeah. as soon as I get out of here, I'm leaving. And um, I think, well, for me, I guess I always knew that I would have to get good grades. And in yeah. order to, to get good grades and get to college, um, college was like, okay, if I can get to college, then that'll get me mm-hmm. out of this town. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I knew I wanted to go out of state. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back in, in the out-of-state tuition, is, it's even still yeah, it's very, very expensive. expensive. Yeah. You know, and I luckily I had good grades and I applied to different schools, but I got a, a, a scholarship to the University of Kentucky, which was just 30 minutes away from my hometown. But it was not Far my enough. hometown. Yeah. Far enough for them, yeah. for, for that stage of my life. Yeah. So so once I got to college, that was kind of like, OK, I could breathe a little bit and kind of uh-huh. figure out what I wanted to do next or what I wanted next out of life. Um, and and even as a child, like when I decided to go to college, mm-hmm. I my major was also determined when I was a child. I loved watching TV, I think we mm-hmm. all did. And one of my favorite <laughs> shows was Bewitched. Of course, me too. And I yep. loved the fact that Darren would come up with the the slogans and stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He worked in advertising. In advertising. Yeah. advertising. So I knew that was like, that's easy that I could do that in my sleep. I'm thinking this is a child. <laughs> so I knew this is what I'm going to major in, in college. So that's what I ended up majoring in. And, and, and I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I put in the work, did all that. Um, so that was, that kind of got me out of, out of my hometown. Mm-hmm. But then once I graduated college, I knew I wanted to live mm-hmm. in a, a bigger, mm-hmm. I always wanted to live in a big city. So I visited mm-hmm. Chicago my senior year for like an advertising conference, loved it, and knew, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but once I graduate, wow. I'm moving to Chicago. And some friends of mine, um, one of my friends applied to Northwestern, mm-hmm. he got accepted. Uh, we decided to move to Chicago together. So that that propelled me and pushed me to get wow. to the next step. So we all have different stories. Cause in my case, I didn't leave till after I was already working in the news business. I went to high school in Miami. I went to college in Miami. Mm-hmm. Even when, when my friends were talking about maybe going to Gainesville, Florida, right. Which was far enough away right. for college. Um, my mom put her foot down and says, well, we're not paying for it. So unlike, you know, Cecile's dad, where she was encouraged, uh-huh. and she had to figure out a way. I basically, um, was dissuaded from from going anywhere. And at the time, looking back now, it was probably the best decision because mm-hmm. I didn't have a major um, in place and why spend all that money to live um, out of town. But it wasn't until after I graduated college, 
moved out of my parents' house, had my second job in the business that I had that desire to, Not, I, I guess I always had it, but I felt like I needed to get away from the, the grips of, of family mm-hmm. in order to really soar the way I wanted to without any outside influence because family, of, as, as we all know, our listeners know, family is a big influence. But that's a yeah. cultural um, yeah. phenomena of our culture, mm-hmm. Juan, uh, the Hispanic community. There's other other uh, ethnic races, ethnicities that uh-huh. really, um, especially for girls, they want the women to stay close to home. Yeah. I got to tell you, unfortunately, not that long ago, uh, in my hometown, uh, one of my nieces, who you guys know really well, mm-hmm. yeah. she's now grown and married, um, she graduated top 10% of her high school. Her high school counselor was encouraging her. I just assumed she was going to go to my alma mater, mm-hmm. to U of A. And when she told me, well, no, um, because my school counselor said that I should go to the community college. And I looked at her and I said, why? Wait a minute. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're right. graduating in honor. Top of honors, your class. Top right? of your class. And she says, well, yes, she says that. She believes that all girls from the from a home oh small town we should go to community college, which of course you know mm. I said we're not having that. And you know, fast forward, no, she went to U of A, she graduated, she's uh-huh. successful, but this is you know what 10, 15 years ago, this is still the mentality, and and now there's even a movement for you don't have to go to college, everybody can can become rich and a superstar by having posting things online, which right. of course you can make money doing that. But that's the thing of it is you mm-hmm. have to put effort. You have to have a plan, yeah. um, which brings us to to what we wanted to really talk about is how do you get what you want? Well, um, effort, a, effort and, and think about yeah. it. And yeah. so we, we dove into this concept of manifestation, which I got to tell you, when that book came out years ago, The Secret, and yep. everybody was thinking, oh, I just have to think about it. It's going to happen. Yeah. I part of me kind of upset me a little bit to say, well, wait a minute, that's crazy. Who do you Mm -hmm. think you are to think you're going to just sit meditatively and envision a million dollars dropping into your bank account and that's what's going to happen? Write yourself a check. That was a big thing with The Secret. Write yourself a check to yourself. I never read the book for that. Well, that that was one of the top, one of the um, keys to success, right? You would write yourself a check Uh for $10 million and you'd put it on a vision board. You'd put it somewhere where you could see it and that would help manifest the money. And it's funny, you were a little upset when when this came out. I was wondering, where have I been? Because <laughs> I thought, this is incredible. If, if, if you I've been doing it the hard way. <laughs> and our research also shows this type of thinking, manifestation, magical thinking, whatever you want to call it, um, goes back to like the 1800s. Yeah, it's been right? over hundreds of years. Well, there is science behind yeah. manifestation. It's not all rub right. crystals and right. you know, is it sing to the moon. It, well, it's pseudoscience, but I think that there's a lot uh, from what we've read yeah. and from the research that we read, and, and I agree with it, um, that there is a basis for positive thinking. Look, what do we talk about in, in our podcast? You know, your 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 thoughts will lead to actions, will lead to emotions, will lead to a state of mind, yeah, right? That's true. Um, and we also say, don't believe everything that you think, meaning mm-hmm. if you think, you know, you're, you're going to your, your life is falling apart. It may not be, you might be in a moment of crisis. So there is a lot of science. There's a lot of psychology that supports what you think in the state of mind will have a direct impact to the quality of your life Mm -hmm. without a doubt. Yeah. Even health wise, um, Mm -hmm. coming out of a cold or, or going into my surgery, um, I always knew I would be okay. Mm -hmm. I, I just thought to myself, you know, 
I'm going to think positively about it because I want a positive outcome. And C- correct. And I did have one, but they there is some medical science and proof that going into certain things um, with a better with, with a, a better outlook helps. Absolutely. Yes. At least mental mental yes. health or whatnot. I um, as we were preparing for for the topic today, uh-huh. as we were talking about this, I went to my hairdresser a couple of days ago, and I asked him, "Hey, what do you think about?" the concept did you read the secret and he said yes and, and I this said, is sean who we've had on the yes, show right Your uh, yes huh? sean Kristen from sean Kristen salon and yeah. i simply asked him what do you think about manifestation what and he said what do you mean i said what what comes to mind when you think about do you believe in it uh-huh. what do you think about it and he said yes he said i he said i believe that some people naturally have it naturally understand it and he said i think i'm one of those individuals okay. mm-hmm. and i said okay tell me more and this i loved his first answer he said well i believe well he said actually to manifest you have to believe mm-hmm. you have to deeply That's believe right. i said believe in what he said believe in the fact that you're capable believe in what you want believe that you can achieve it and then everything comes from that and then you have to work at it and i thought put away all the books that we read because it he's right you you first have to start with yeah. believing that you can believing in what you want and then setting a course for that you know and life hits you from all directions which mm-hmm. make you think you you can achieve something or that's not for you or whether mm-hmm. it's your social economic status or your race or whatever it is um where you fit into society sometimes you're you're kind of like knocked down which you have to fight against right yeah and and for some people uh he did also say i think some people are are more better uh prepared in life yeah. or uh, have a better opportunity to, to to manifest everything it comes easier to mm-hmm. for them to manifest things mm-hmm. in their life um and i don't necessarily agree with that i think some of us are hardwired to be more assertive more um, uh, I don't know, more confident? Hardworking? Well, well, I think some of us are just more aware of all the separate pieces mm-hmm. of that happen in your day and in your life, and you can actually connect them to see the path to get to where yeah. you want to be. A lot of people don't Correct. think in those terms. Correct. But I think some people mm-hmm. are hardwired to look at things and as in a big picture Almost, and it's true because remember when we were kids, we took all those tests, uh, those placement tests, aptitude tests. Yeah, sure. That's one of the things: comprehension and being able to read a, a simple story and be able to grasp mm-hmm. all these other nuances. So I agree with you, Sean, and, and I and I and I know that those are the things that I ranked very high, and I'm, I'm sure all of us did. Mm-hmm. But what he was referencing, which I don't necessarily agree with, and I and I broke that down with him, is he said some he said something like, "Well, someone like Kim Kardashian." everything she manifests she gets and i disagree and i disagree with that and i think that that's the difference that's the difference if you if you go to tiktok everybody is telling you here's the three things you have to do to manifest a wonderful life um and it's not in hashtags in my opinion and Mm -hmm. it's not in hashtag the luckiest girl on the planet if you say it enough you'll become it i think that if you're born with wealth and privilege Uh Yes, you. It's a little bit easier for you to to, to start get a business what you want, to right. get what you want to buy yeah. what you want, but that's not or the, have access or have access well, to it or or have be able to be asked to be in the room or have the opportunity mm-hmm, to sure. walk into the room. Some, in some of our readings, somebody said not everyone has the same twenty four hours 
as Beyonce has. Correct. Right. So somebody like Beyonce, she picks statement. up the phone, she can make things happen. And not everyone has that that privilege right. that she has. She worked hard for it. Her parents put her in positions to make her work hard to get to where she's at, but not everybody has that um that uh twenty four hour period of time and the Kardashians too are money makers for for so many people around their circle that they are offered things right. that may they Correct. may not be manifesting they may be you know acquiring contract yeah contracted to do <laughs> but yeah, all, exactly. but uh, but all of us have the opportunity to yes. figure out what it is that we want mm-hmm. and put a path forward to get there mm-hmm. all of us have that opportunity mm-hmm. whether it's um, losing weight or mm-hmm. going to college I argue that. Anyone who wants to go to college in this country has the opportunity to go to college. There, there are ways. Mm-hmm. Yes, you'll come out with uh, with debt. Okay, or maybe not. But work yeah. it off. Pay it. Pay it off. Do something to to get what you want. Our personal lives, the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. we, we we there are, we have tools. We have we have resources. But it all starts with the hardest thing, as Sean pointed out. You always knew what you wanted, mm-hmm. or you you had one. One point, you know, in, yeah. in the 30,000 things that is going to One take. North Star. Correct. Something that, that guided you, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and everything that, going back to, you know, two, three hundreds, two or three hundred years, I think it is, the earliest uh, recordings of, of this being a, a more formal way of thinking, mm-hmm. of manifesting or magical thinking, all these other concepts. Um, it all started with a belief system. This is what I believe. This mm-hmm. is what I want. And this is what I'm going to go forth and and accomplish. Mm-hmm. I'll have to tell you something that happened to me recently, which kind of caught me off guard. I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Cheryl Underwood. Mm-hmm. No. She's a TV talk show host. She's on, on the, the talk on yes. CBS. And two weeks ago, um, I had a friend in the audience who wanted a tour of mm-hmm. our TV studios. So I made arrangements through the, uh, the talk executives um, to usher me in before the show was over to grab my friend and take her away. That's all that I was there for. Mm -hmm. So I come in, the executive producer, very friendly, uh, chats me up a little bit, asked me if I knew any of the hosts. And I said, well, you know, Cheryl Underwood follows me on Twitter. I think that's kind of nice. And and Jerry O'Connell, who's also a host on the show, he's been on our newscast. I've interviewed him before. But other than on a professional level, I don't know who they are. He goes, well, stick around. I want you to meet them. And... Immediately, I'm thinking I've, I've got to pick up my friend. I got to get a tour. <laughs> I've got to work later. I'm I'm just not even paying attention to this. And the show's over. It wraps. They 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 grab me, and suddenly I'm I'm face to face with Cheryl Underwood. Um, she grabs my hands. Um, they kind of tell her ahead of time who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody came over to say hello, but but everybody was kind of quick with their hellos. Cheryl grabs my hands. And she's staring at my face and she's taking off one shoe. She's taking off the other shoe. because She's getting ready for for another taping afterwards. Mm-hmm. She looks at me and she says, what's your dream? Oh, what do you want from life? Now, somebody, <laughs> right? right? Somebody who I just. Um, wow. I mean, and we were so close to each other, Sean. It was like because our arms were bent. We were kind of almost like dancing. I can mm-hmm. see it in and your she's face. She's looking Juan. at me. And you know what's so funny? The sad part is. I can't remember the last time someone's actually asked me, what is my dream? Not even asking me myself. Well, mm-hmm. I was going like, to say, when was the dream? last time you asked that right. of yourself? Well, and at 55, you're thinking, are my are, you know, are my dreams starting to dwindle or have I achieved what I need? But you know what? She's, she got me thinking. And then 
without me being able to answer, I kind of look away. I'm like, where do I go with this? Because I wasn't prepared with an answer. She goes, you want to be on this show, don't you? <gasps> and then she turns to the CBS executive who was there with her. Are we She's breaking like, news, honey? No, I'm not breaking news. Hey, nothing's <laughs> happened since then. It's been two weeks. But then she turns to the CBS executive and she goes, um, he's got a great personality. He's just what we need. Um, um, wow. Let's get him on the show. Now, we've had other newscasters, um, kind of guest hosts yeah, I from saw time that. to time, right? Well, I was in a whirlwind. I'm still holding on to her hands. And she's she's asking me these questions. Suddenly, she's throwing something out in front of me. And I said, yeah, uh, of course. I, I, I Just let me know when you need me. And it was like I was like How exciting. sucker punched or something. I just didn't expect that. I just thought it was going to be, hi, nice to meet you. Right. These are my friends who are visiting um, the show, uh -huh. and blah, 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 and it would be over. But she really took me off guard. Well, she must have seen something in you. I thought, don't know wow, what it was. Maybe he would be great for the show. Yeah. And it was literally a 30-second um, introduction, and I'm just holding her hands. I complimented her. She's lost a lot of weight mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, she's lost a lot yeah. of weight. And she's very open about it. And, um, and then suddenly, I mean... The basis of my story here is somebody asking you what, you know, what was my dream? You had a dream, Cecile, to go outside yes, your to, town. Yes, to, to Sean, leave you my town. your dream. Right. And I think a lot of us and, and our listeners, too, you know, don't wait for a Cheryl Underwood to come up to you <laughs> um, and ask you what your dream is. Ask yourself yes. uh, what your dream is. And I think that's one thing that as we age, um, we, we kind of stop doing. Because when I was in college during the summers... Um, we'd go to Sarasota, Florida, and I'd, and I'd tell my parents, hey, I'm just going to walk along the shore by myself. I need to just concentrate. And I would connect to the higher power. Mm -hmm. I'd pray to God. I'd look out at the waves crashing, and I would just beg the universe, please. You know, I've, I've worked hard. I'm about to graduate. Please help me, you know, get a job mm -hmm. in TV news or just, just help me move forward. And I, I thought about it so often. It would be an hour one way, an hour, the other way. And that's mm -hmm. all that was on my mind. So I put a lot of effort. I put all the thought. I would visualize myself mm -hmm. sitting on an anchor desk. Um, and then when it finally started happening, I had to remember, geez, I, I did think about this. And even in almost like a deja vu situation, we're like, this has happened before. And it was really in my in my my mind. But that's all energy, yeah. Juan. And you're talking about, first of all, it's a, we can't wait for, well, you for know this what? to to be well, <laughs> if that's all it was it was a wonderful moment in your life you know that what? reminded you to dream exactly. mm -hmm. and then I got back to my desk later because I took my friends to to lunch at the commissary on the studio and I got back to work and that executive producer I made initial contact with just sent me an email saying hey Juan I just want you to have my email and phone number because my sister's coming to town mm -hmm. in, in a few weeks and I wanted to bring them to the show for tickets or anything else and I told this to one of my coworkers. I said, oh my gosh, this guy's already reached out to me. And she's like, you know, tell him what you want. Exactly. I, she had already heard the this story. So I just said, um, thank you so much. You're such a rock star. My friends felt very special. Thanks for the VIP treatment. And by the way. If you ever need me. If you ever need me, I'm available. <laughs> As Cheryl said, she likes my energy. And I left it at that. And I haven't heard back. 
which is totally fine. But at least I put it out there versus exactly not putting it out there. So when you were saying you thought about yeah. this forever and ever, uh, you, you kept thinking about it. You took moments to walk on the beach when you yeah. were younger because of where yeah. you wanted to be headed in your yeah. life. I remember being 11 and 12 and thinking about it and thinking about it, all these things that I wanted to do yeah. as a child. And you know, we, we use the term manifestation now, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's the laws of attraction. And yeah. we've talked, laws of attraction, you find mention of that going back hundreds of years. Hundreds of years, yeah. uh, One of my favorite authors, Pablo Coelho, no. in his book, The Alchemist, mm-hmm. and that's what he you says. You gave me a copy of that book it's a, 20 plus years ago. Yeah. Well, I read it all the time, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to paraphrase. It says, when, the, you, when you truly want to do something in your life, and yeah. it's coming from a good place, and it's for a good thing for you, mm-hmm. and you truly want it, the universe will do everything in its, in its power to conspire with you mm-hmm. to make sure that it happens. Yeah. And that is the law of attraction. That is manifestation. Now, someone, if you were to tell someone that story that perhaps didn't know you, they would say, oh my gosh, he's so lucky. But... You were in that room because of all the other things that you did right. for mm. years in yeah. your life, including showing up at work every day and doing your very best. And for free sometimes, too, Correct. as an intern, you know, or as a, an apprentice, you work for free. And that's something interesting um, that a lot of people don't want to see. They look at your present state mm-hmm. and think how lucky you are. They don't necessarily want to see all the that work dirty that it work took and, and what it took to get there, which... It's, Let's face it, it's not the funnest uh, It's the journey, it's the hard work, it's uh-huh. the disappointment, it's the rejection. You're yeah. thinking, oh, for sure, the I've failure. got this <laughs> I've got this in the bag. And the failure, the heartbreak, yeah. the, the self-doubt, yeah. uh, all of those things. It, it, um, it, it is the composite of, of all that composite, of all that effort and all that awareness and mm-hmm. all that knowledge. Look, maybe if somebody would have said that to you 15 years ago, when would you have had the confidence to follow up and say, and if you need me, I'm ready, right? Um, probably not. I would like, exactly. I would have think, who do I think I am? Well, even something that goes not far back either. Um, you know, prior to me becoming a full-time news anchor, I was, I was a reporter, fill-in news anchor, and we had somebody leave on the weekends, and I thought I was doing such a great thing. I went into the news director's office and said, um, hey, I know that uh, so-and-so is leaving, so I want to be your fill-in guy till you find the person for that job. Like, why didn't I just say to myself, hey, I want that job. Right. I want to be considered for that job. But, you know, I've had in my career, I call them, you know, career speed bumps or detours or forks in the road. People who aren't necessarily that interested in in guiding you forward. Mm -hmm. I've never really had a mentor in my business, um, which I was thinking maybe Cheryl Underwood could be my my mentor at this point. Even at 55, why not, right? Um... Juan, we can always learn. We can always, we can always, always learn. That's, that's for sure. So you were saying you never had a mentor and Uh now you would probably ask for. Oh yeah. Well now I would, I would, I would say to my younger self, why didn't you go in there and just ask for the job? Mm -hmm. It would have, it would have streamlined my career a little longer because I was on that shift for six years anyways before they hired somebody for it. Now I'm in, I feel I'm in the right spot today where I have to be, which is. I'm very happy, but um, sometimes you yourself can be your own saboteur, right? And, mm-hmm. and not go for it. And and so that's uh, when we were doing some of this great research that uh, Sean provided and that yeah. we've, uh, all of us jumped in. And, and this is something, this has been something that has always fascinated me um, is because I'm, I'm fascinated by mm-hmm. how can I take 
obviously more control of my life? How, how can I uh, improve my life? What am I doing? How can I think about things in a different way? Mm-hmm. And one of, one of the tips that they gave to, to be more effective in the way you manifest uh-huh. things in life, I like the acronym too. It's uh, SMART, call, isn't smart, it? Smart, right, yeah, uh-huh. SMART, which um, I'll break it down for you. Uh-huh. So the S is for specific, so meaning right. that- Be it, specific, right? Yeah, you yeah. have to be specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it has to be something that's measurable. It can't just be pie in right. the sky mm-hmm. and there's no way to, to measure it, track it, and take action. The uh, the the next, it has to be attainable. It has to be attainable, something that yeah. you that is reasonable or possible mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. to attain. Versus, I want to you know float in in the universe without <laughs> without, right. without well, any like equipment. I want a million dollars. You maybe need to start a business that makes. A million dollars, or that you can eventually get to making a million. Or I want to be, I want to make a million dollars, but do nothing yeah, for it. But that's, getting a business that's more attainable than just a million dollars out of the air, right? Correct. And then the next, it has to be relevant. It has to be something that that is mm-hmm. going to have an impact. It's it's uh, it, it's relevant. And the last is time bound, which is I think the really important piece too. Right. Is that you have to hold yourself accountable in a particular time frame uh, mm-hmm. to be able to achieve it. Mm-hmm. For me, I'll, I'll just tell you when it came to um, picking broadcast journalism as a career, my biggest fear was graduating with a diploma in this field and not getting a job. So I was time pressed. Mm-hmm. And that's why I started working in my junior year of school, mm-hmm. offering my free services to a newsroom because I wanted to make sure when I was done, I was already like, you know, one foot in the door and I actually had two foot in the door and a butt in the chair because <laughs> they started paying me before I even graduated college. So that's, that's I like great. that time. The time aspect is very important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking about that. I, uh, cause I, you know, I love things like that, that are bite sized that uh-huh. you can keep in your, in your brain. And I was thinking about it. I was thinking, you know, but sometimes the time bound part of it uh-huh. can work against you because you can give up. Um, and what I mean by that, two yeah. examples, although I didn't fall into the first, but I definitely fell into the second. The first, I have so many girlfriends that um, earlier in life were so focused on getting married by yeah, the time they yeah. were 30 mm-hmm. that they focus on the time piece of it. They didn't focus on the on the specific mm-hmm. who is right for me. Right. <laughs> it was just yeah. the right person My there. sister fell into that too. All yeah. her girlfriends were getting married and she felt pushed to... to, to Society pressures mm-hmm. us to do that. Society yeah. pressures us to, 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 to conform yeah. to what is something that is measurably uh, a point in your life that indicates that you're successful versus what's That's right, right for you. But for me, so I didn't fall into that, as we all know. But the other for me where I did fall into it, I when I was growing up, I was both really, really obviously smart and and, and did really well in school. But I was also a little dancer and uh-huh. a ballerina. I loved it. I didn't have the biology for ballet. Blew out the knee. There went the dance career, thank God, because I proceeded down the academic route. But I've always wanted to dance. Uh-huh. And I always wanted to compete. And I uh-huh. always, I'm, I'm a fierce competitor. Uh-huh. And I thought it was beyond me. I thought... Well, you know, I'm I'm older and it's and it's not going to happen. A lot of people can relate to that, no matter what field or what dream they have. Especially right? in this yeah. city, where people yeah. come here to to have a different life, right. to, to have a life in entertainment. Not that that's the life that I wanted, but it took me being in a car accident, being told that I don't think you are going to be able to walk again properly, for me to say, "Oh hell no, that's just not going to be me." Right. And the timing of the dance studio opening up near me and me falling into ballroom dancing, which is one of the greatest joys of my life. Right. But I had put myself that time constraint 
and I let it go for 30 years. Right. 30 years. My goodness. But what do you think? I mean, other than the dance studio opening up close to you, I mean, was that something always in the, in the back of your mind? The yes. Dance? I mean, we met in a dance class, mm-hmm. all three of us. So yes. obviously yeah, but it was, at a, was... A, a, I never let go of dancing, but it was at a gym, yeah. right? Uh, right. It was not yeah. something that, that I devote time to, that I compete. This you devote and compete. And yeah, yeah it's, it's at a whole different level because I thought, yeah. You know, if I, I, I let it go, I thought it's beyond me. It's it's a dream that never happened when I was young, so it's not possible. It if you're not, you know, that great by the time you're twenty in the professional dance world, you're done. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it's it over. still your twelve year old self um in your mind when when you are dancing and um and feeling that rush? Do you think you're nourishing that uh that that twelve year old? Because I think a lot of a lot of our dreams are are, are built in childhood and mm-hmm. you know, we forget about them. As we get older, just you don't have time for them, and and here you are revisiting that thirty years later. Uh, God bless you for thinking that t- thirty plus twelve is forty-two, and that's why. Well, you know, what, I, uh, <laughs> so, you know what I Thank mean. you, Juan. I, mean, I will yes, take that. Yes. I will take that. Having well, you know just I, you know having just had a birthday, yes. yes, I just needed to to make myself feel better about that. Um, I read this great book called Untamed, uh-huh. and one of the things that she says is that. We are at our truest and freest selves as women when we're between 8 and 10, 11 and 12. And then somewhere along the, after that age, society really presses upon us to put us in a category and mm-hmm. to control us and to start taming the untamable part of us that says I can do anything and where we feel our most free. So you hit on something so true, Juan. I am... I am beyond 12. Uh-huh. It's just magic. Yeah. It's Isn't just that magic. wonderful? Just magic. Yeah. I love hearing that mm-hmm. when you when you hear something like that. And um, for me, I'll, I'll tell you, it came at a time when um, I started taking improv lessons. And I might have mentioned this. You know, I remember that. Many, That's what you always was wanted 2000. to do. It was 2000. Well, again, a dream was Saturday Night Live, you mm-hmm. know, or something like that, something fun. And I started doing it. And... Um, I hope I don't get emotional as you did, but I remember <laughs> when I wrapped up that just intro to improv and we did this very LA actors thing where you get in a circle, it's a gratitude circle and someone is in front of you and you go either clockwise or counterclockwise and you tell that other person what you appreciate about them. And when the teacher got to me and she started saying, you are so funny, you bring so much to this. And I literally like, um, I can't remember wailing like in, in, in just, years and years of, of just holding it back and, mm-hmm. and, and being told, you know, you're not going to be able to make money in this. You better keep things straight and serious mm-hmm. to have them um, validate that for me was so emotional that here I am in a group of, of 10, 12 people who we've been working together for, for weeks now. And I was sobbing uncontrollably and I felt it from the in just the deepest parts of my soul. So I get it. And because I, I nourished that part that was because it's what you really wanted so and you yeah. had to ask the yeah. universe you yeah. had as a kid we don't think in these terms right or maybe yeah. we did and we asked santa mm-hmm. that's what you really what you are 
really funny, yeah. Juanito, for people that don't have the pleasure of knowing you. We do. You are you are hilarious. And and my and, current business keeps me on the serious <laughs> side of things because you can't yes. you, know, you got to keep things in right. check. Yes. But and, um, I like to see the funny things in life. You well, know? you are naturally really funny, and I think you would have been a, a great comedian. Uh, and who and says that's still not attainable, it, right? That's, that's what that's, I was gonna. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. And that so yeah. that's how I feel when I'm on the dance mm-hmm. floor. When I, I, I that was my deepest passion and and the world and the choices and there were the good choices and the Mm. right choices that I made said no you have to do this to live the life that that I live Mm -hmm. but to be able to to dream at this age and to work hard to get it done and and whether I place or I don't place so long as I'm on the floor so long as I I I feel that joy Mm -hmm. that that's living that's manifesting a life that I want even if I'm just dancing for you guys I don't care it's it's we we see that when she, she dances in her living room, or we've, <laughs> we've, been, we've been over for parties, it's, or, it's a or show. when we get up and start dancing by ourselves in yeah. a restaurant because we That's don't right. care. Yeah. That's right. Ah. Oh. Well, you know what? I I want to play um, Cheryl Underwood to our listeners. I want to be their Cheryl Underwood and ask them what their dream is. Yeah. And for them to reach out to us through either our website endswithz.com or hit us up at uh, our Instagram with endswithz. Let us know what you think about this topic of manifestation. We're going to continue talking about it in our next episode. But I'd love to know, you know, what do you dream about? What do you still dream about? Because as as we've been talking about, things are attainable, but it's, it's going to take some work, right? And that will bring us to the end of another episode of Ends With Z. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share and tell your friends. You can find out more about us at endswithz.com. For Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a good one, because above all else, you matter.